Welcome to the Premier League Forever Forest podcast. Hello and welcome to the Forever Forest podcast. Um, I'll come to Kieran in a minute, ask him as well. Why is that the welcome to the, there's a phrase in yours, can I use? But uh, anyway, uh, notate that this week, although we may talk about other bands. Um, it's the Forever Forest podcast. My name's Ryan Freebs, uh, whatever. Um, and we're going to be talking about Forest Trip to London to take on the Amers, West End. Um, ooh, the chicken, chicken run, ooh, the bowling, all the things he never fucking mentioned until the last game, the fucking season they were there. Anyway, um, what's better than last season, but still zero points from our trip to uh, that amazing plastic stadium and uh, all that. The only thing I've ever enjoyed there is Guns N' Roses, and that's saying something when Axel Rose's performance was uh, was that. But anyway, uh, who joins me today? Uh, we are joined by Kieran Curtis. First of all, hello, Kieran. Hey up, mate. How are you? Well, I've been like a tube of toothpaste. It's had both ends opened up uh, over the weekend with the norovirus. Um, but uh, yeah, now I'm just back to one end, like a regular Crohn's sufferer that I am. But uh, how are you? Have you had any diseases recently? Uh, chronic asthmatic. That's been getting better. I've actually got, got back into playing five-a-side lately. Four goals in three games, uh, as a side note. Uh, but it's definitely helping the asthma. Is there any famous footballers who've got the asthma? Uh, everyone who plays for Liverpool. <laughs> Did you, at school, you had the little puffer thing? Yes, mate. Still do. I was very, well, I was very jealous because at school, and I don't know if it's the same now because obviously I haven't been to school for years and I don't hang around them. Um, the kids at our school, I'm sure you used to have put these little pellets they put in, but I reckon now they're like a canister. Do you, can you tell us the evolution? Oh, we want, we're one puffer? step further, mate, now because it used to be like a gas-propelled thing and now I've got yeah. one that's bad for the environment because... Oh. Uh, those canisters are terrible for the environment, mate. Right. Terrible. And no one I'm recycles sh- them like they're meant to. So I'm if sure anyone else be... has asthma, do the responsible thing. When you're finished with it, take it back to the pharmacy. Fucking hell. Is Gary it... Barlow last week. Sorry, go on. You, you, haven't, intru- you, haven't, you haven't introduced me yet, Freebs, but I just want to point out that if you're asthmatic and you're using an inhaler, then maybe don't use the inhaler. Stop using the oxygen, and then you know that's I even mean, better for the environment. Also right? true. Also true. You can just focus on you know getting a bit healthier. It also works. Do you know what's interesting about this conversation is that uh, with all this chat, you almost can't see the wood for the trees. Trees, oxygen, asthma, forest, West Ham. Uh, it's it's all cyclical. Dan, how are you? How's the uh, asthmatic air in New York? Good. I'm neither asthmatic or diabetic or any anything else. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just plotting how I'm gonna start some beef with you after the podcast and then split away and start my own. I think. <laughs> Ooh, top no, of got, um, I, I very tough call. Can't wait to hear more on that, Dan. I'll quick. Bit. I've been watching the David Beckham documentary this week. Um, and it's have you seen it yet? The Netflix documentary on Beckham. No, everyone here has seen it and told me how great he is. So. The Rebecca Lou stuff's very funny. I notice how they don't want to show a picture of her, but equally he never says, I didn't rail that woman. Um, but <laughs> other words are available. But the American thing is really interesting because it's obviously a nostalgia trip. You've seen the boots, you've seen the players, you've seen him score against Forest at the City Ground, which I completely forgot about. Um, 
but the the American thing, he really didn't want to be at LA Galaxy, did he? He realised he was basically playing with pool cleaners, I think they said about five times, of people who were fucking shit because of their salary cap and God knows what. Um, and he tried to fuck off. I don't remember any of that. Do you remember that with the Galaxy stuff? That it, they were dreadful and he won a cup and then he said he'd, he'd, he'd completed it or something. Nope. No, Kieran, do you remember anything about the time <laughs> of him being out? And it's a random thing to throw in after Forest of to West Ham, but I just... I, I didn't know how bad the league was until watching the documentary, to be honest. Mm. At the time, I just thought it was a league full of professionals who weren't anywhere near... You know, they, they weren't ever going to compete with a Champions League team, for example. Mm. Uh, I'm a bit surprised to hear quite how bad it was and how low the salaries were for half the squads. Some people on 13000 a year. Dollars. Mm. Not even pounds. Not even pounds. They're the same thing now, Kieran, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even so, now completely, you know, now we're off topic, let's stay there. Um, I think the M- the MLS is unionised and all the s- salaries are published. So if you want to, you can Google and it's got a list of everyone's salaries for every team. Um, and even now, I think I want to say like the starting salary is $80,000 a year. Um, so what's that? 60, well, £65,000. We're not to be sniffed at for the likes of us, but as professional footballers, that's kind of not a week salary for most Premier League players. So a couple of percent of uh, Premier League salary. So yeah, it's pretty shit in that respect. But for anyone anyone interested in in sort of the salary of that period, it's really interesting. It's for Landon Donovan, how he really called him out and said that he did. There's a lot of it I've just completely forgotten. So maybe I was concentrating too much on Joey Garner um, at the time. But um, other. Uh, I only used to like Joe Garner, but anyway, let's come to the uh, thing at hand. We are going to end, uh, I'm going to scour and see if we've got any limericks. We had a bit of a, a FHM effort from Elliot that I could see, um, and Nuts Magazine and all that kind of stuff came in. Uh, but we've got a new game that we're going to play. Uh, the lads haven't agreed to it, but I'm just going to hope that they just join in, and it's called um, uh, We're Not Nottingham Forest FC. And uh, it'll be a bit of a, you know, guess the team sort of thing coming up. And you could get a team from anywhere in the world. The lads have to try and guess in about five guesses who that team is. Uh, so I'll start with you, Kieran. Um, a loss is a loss, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was a weird one because after the game, I didn't feel too bad about it because I thought we'd progressed. And then I spoke to Dan and... Uh... <laughs> He completely threw that theory out the window. So I'm not really sure what to think. Look, my my overwhelming takeaway from that game is set pieces. We were we were dreadful at both ends of the pitch, really. Um I, I can take a one goal defeat away at West Ham. It's harder to take it when those three points were were in our hands and we were celebrating like we we'd just, you know, reached Wembley again. Um yeah, it definitely Sticks in the craw, but kind of middling. It's, it's an away away from home result against a team that just won a European trophy last season. I can take it on the chin. I, I think the key is don't get too down about these results and don't get too high about the Villa results. We've just been brought back down to earth relatively quick. I'm going to pull you on that. First of all, it's not the same West Ham that won the cup because Declan Rice is not there and whatever, bloody, bloody, bloody. Also, they just played midweek like Villa had, who we used as a thing of why they might have been a bit tired. And it is about how bad the set pieces were, but also Ward Prowse is phenomenal at them. So with those things said, and the fact that you're blaming Dan for bringing you down, Dan, over to you. Why did you bring Kieran um, down? What have you done? I sent I sent him a screenshot. And uh, of course, this it was partly tongue-in-cheek and partly, you know, well, clearly understanding that you can't explain everything with high-level stats. 
but there was a you know there was a general rhetoric around the place which was well we got spanked four 0 last year and I was actually at that game and we started with a midfield that included Jack Colback nothing against Jack Colback but we've moved on since then and uh, with a certain John Joe Shelby as well so you looked at the team from back then you look at the team now and you go yeah I think objectively you could state it's a better squad and we also scored two goals and only lost by one and it was the set pieces and stuff whereas that 4-0 last year was pretty diabolical all, all round um, that said the stats from the two games at a high level suggested the possession was not far off the same the shots ratio between them and us was not far off the same and everything was about in terms of the big numbers not far off the same but I was corrected um, by uh, a couple of people actually to say well if you look at the XG and stuff like that it was it was very different. Um, so what I concluded was it doesn't matter how Forest play, it just depends what mood I'm in on the day as to how I feel about the result. Um, and actually stepping back after a few days, um, it was more enjoyable to watch, which is what we're all here for, right? So it wasn't as enjoyable to lose, uh, but it was much more enjoyable than the 4-0 last year. So if that's how you judge progress, then there is progress. Enjoyable to watch only lasts so long, though, doesn't it? Let's say every game was like really thrilling, but you lost every game. There comes a point where there is a. I, I, I'm, I do get people being pissed off with us losing because I was, as I've said on record, I was proper Mardi after Luton, even though it was a draw. And we all have different emotions to it. And like you say, Dan, it appeals how you feel at the time. But come on, Kieran, having a go at Alanga for scoring a goal away, putting us 2 1 up after not, being a I'm goal down. A go come him. on. I'm come not on. having a go at him for scoring. Explain the, yourself. The fact, like, the level of that celebration looks incredibly daft when 40 seconds later we've conceded. Maybe if we score a third, it doesn't. So isn't that... But um... we didn't. Oh, mate, that's, that's also, potatoes and potatoes, isn't it? I also have an issue, and I feel it's a big topic of the day that no one is talking about. Um, so everyone but me must be wrong. Alanga took his shirt off and then took his sports bra off. So is that not two yellows? <laughs> Um, it's definitely lot. Maybe he, maybe he thought he was going to have a bad game after that, and wanted to get rid of all his stats that they couldn't pick up anymore. That's what I thought. Mean. That's what my thought was because that gives them all the stats for his running and stuff. Doesn't it? So I thought he's just he's just kicked in now. He's like, that's it. Fuck it. I'm going to. It kick was back. probably a request. He has to run at least another hundred yards to reach any fans, so he needs to take that <laughs> off so he doesn't skew the stats. But quite seriously, though, like. Just, I do want to revisit the set piece thing because you can say what you like about a James Ward Prowse delivery, but Jared Bowen, as good a player as he is, He's four is foot not tall. the Iron Giant and should not be winning headers in our six yard box. Uh, true, yeah, true. I'll give you that. that. That was the first thing I thought when he scored. I was like, How fucking short is he? I get, I, 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 think, I think he might it, be on par with me, mate. No, I think he's five foot, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, so I, seriously, Dan, uh, Dan, are you the same as me? When a goal goes in, right? What is, just because I want to feel normal and there might be people who listen to this who want to feel the same, or at least, you know, if you're feeling really shit and you listen to a sad song and you go, oh God, they felt what I felt, or shit like that, or happy, or vice versa. Although there is never an excuse for walking on sunshine by Katrina the ways when you're in a good mood. Uh, but you know, when a goal goes in, it's, and I've done it all through the levels before us, I look to see where the problem was, right? Sometimes you go, great goal. And you feel like you're a proper grown-up where you go, what a hit. What a hit, whatever. But then later on, you start going, who should have marked him? Who should have done this? Are you doing it on the multiple Premier League replays we're getting from every angle and every, you know, uh, infrared and ultraviolet and all the things we get on them? Or do you instantly go to it and go, well, you should have been watching him. And then in your head, you've logged that as a black mark. So do you know what? I don't usually, um, unless something 
crops up where I'm like, well, that's odd. And this week it was Stevie Cooper calling the players out. And I, I'm I'm not saying that wasn't the right thing to do. I think it probably was. Uh, it was just unusual behaviour from his usual, right? To say, yeah, the, you know, this wasn't strategy. It wasn't tactics. It was players not doing what they should do. And he kind of laboured the point in quite a few interviews. So I was like, oh, okay, interested in that. It's about the set pieces. Sometimes a good corner is a good corner. And, you know, mm-hmm. people win the first ball and you don't. And so be it. I don't think you can say that every goal is due to a mistake necessarily. Or maybe if you can, then what's the point? Um, but I went back and I did watch the corners over and over and over again because I was like what were we supposed to be doing where were people and to Kieran's point um, before we came on air I have to look at them both and say Danilo looked responsible in some way shape or form or partly responsible partially for both of those um, in different ways so I went back just for that point but more broadly I don't do that and I think what we've lost as a footballing culture in the UK um, on the outside looking in is if you go back and watch the highlights from the 90s, maybe it's on Sky Sports on one of the Premier League years or whatever, I really like when someone puts in a good goal and you see some home fans clapping out of appreciation for the finish. I was watching Sheffield Wednesday Forest when we beat them 7-1. Stan Collymore. Stan Collymore. Yeah. I know where you're going. You see a couple of people behind the goal going, he's pretty good. He is. I'll, they're I'll, from you know, Sheffield. I'll appreciate they're that. from Sheffield, Dan, as well. And Sheffield yeah. is not a place that gives out praise. No, exactly. So now, you know, it's every, nothing is, and you see this in US sport, nothing is ever down to how good the opposition are. It's to do with the fact you didn't do what you were supposed to do because a clean sheet should be the absolute default, which I think partly managers are responsible for as well, because you never hear a manager come out and say, you know, they might say it was a worldie, but they make that sound as though it was like a hole in one and goal for them. So it wasn't meant. So it was either luck or it was our mistake. There's never the middle ground of, do you know what, actually, James Ward-Prowse is known as being the best set-piece taker in the country. His stats are unbelievable. And believe it or not, we played him at home and we gave him set-pieces and we they scored from him. So at some point, you you know, that's going to happen. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like this is a, a Mike Bassett three cheers for Ramirez moment. But how is James Ward-Prowse not a bigger member of the England team? Right, set-pieces at international level are key. What's he got to do? What's he got to do to get in that team? Well, I mean, you could ask that question about a lot of people with Southgate's choices in lots of ways, couldn't you? What's yeah, Maguire bizarre. doing? He's, he's, he's walking himself out of the job. He's done already. Bye. Yeah, my 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 quote about money in the bank is is running thin. I think the money's running low, but we'll see. We've got a tournament coming up and we're through and Harry Kane's on fire and yada yada. And we've got Jude Bellingham and yet, but that's for the summer. Um, Kieran, I want to talk to you about um, the word desire and not uh, because I'm going to just start discussing you uh, two and their uh, rattle and hum period in the 1990s. But uh, Steve Cooper put that down to a lack of desire, uh, which... Is uh, as as Dan said, I was quite surprised to see him at the team the way he does. I've heard him say loads of times, "I didn't like that, I didn't like this," or they'll know they could have been better. But calling him on desire is—I don't know—are are men in twenty twenty three still as rattled by that as the uh, Victoriana that builds me that I am? It, it's a it's like a full circle moment, isn't it? When we got promoted, it was all about being freed from desire, and now we're bloody shackled oh. to it again. Oh, beautiful! Uh, yeah, it's just we're, we're back. We're back. That's what Forrester back means. Um, I I don't know if it is desire. It's just a lack of a lack of focus for the entirety of a game. That you can't afford those moments in this league to drop your guard. And I think Dan's right because when he mentioned it earlier, I had a look back and I came to a similar conclusion that Danilo just didn't do what he was meant to do. He's been out for a long time, so maybe that's just not match sharpness. And you have to build that. 
Do you think it was peculiar him coming on at, at half time? Has there been any word on an actual Dominguez in, uh, injury? No, ta- tactical, tactical getting someone yeah, into the gap further forward. So mm. um, you could argue between that substitution, the three of those two were responsible in some way. But I'm not going to blame the blame is a strong word, but implicated in us giving up those goals was that third midfielder, let's say. I think that's I the most think, annoying I... thing about this because we actually created two decent goals. It was a Taiwo special where he, he kind of bungled it in, but that's that's what he does. Um, and and you know the second one, you know, well worked, well finished. Um, but we've just given away three very sloppy ones. One, yeah, you can't really account for an individual error, and the other one, yeah, it is individual responsibility. But yeah, and the, the thing is, what what got me straight away is, and I was saying this on the radio on Monday about the the fact that people um, have been jumping so quickly. We, like Dominguez has been great last couple of games. I think I can't think it was two or three that he's had a really good, he's been everywhere, yada, yada. We mentioned him last week. And then straight away, it's like, get him out. Get Gibbs White out. He's doing fuck all. It's just like, it's, it's a week both, now of the memory that we've got of Goldfish here or what? Both those claims are absolutely ludicrous because Gibbs White, the stats don't lie. He is the most creative player in the team. Um and as far as Dominguez goes, such an upgrade on Froiler mm. just into how he's taken to the league and maybe he's actually got the legs for it as well. I've got him down as a future captain, depending on what his grasp on the language is and, and how soon he gets to it. I he's box to box. Uh, he does it he's putting tackles in at both ends of the field. Uh he he's yeah, captain material for me. He's got Those lovely people, eyes. Lovely eyes. Captain's yeah. eyes. Captain's, Captain's eyes. eyes. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see Stuart Pierce's eyes? Captain's <laughs> eyes. Steve Bruce's eyes. Fucking hell, Dan. Um, so Dan, you did do it last week, but Justice really amused me. Maybe in the comments you can tell us who your favourite Captain Eyes are, and it could be Captain Scarlet. It could be Captain Pugwash. Whoever you want. They're nice modern references. Captain Planet. Did he even have eyes? Um, Dan, I'm gonna. Uh, sorry, Kieran. I'm looking at your eyes now, Kieran. Uh, Kieran, um, we did this last week. I want you to do the same again, for good or for bad, whichever way you want to do it. Name me one player and their performance you'd like to discuss with me and Dan over the next sort of minute or so. Oh, oh, from the from oh, the game of the weekend. Oh well, from that game, bloody hell, mate. Um, yeah, not not just like not just like Carlton Palmer. I just mean like, <laughs> you know, yeah. What? Uh, who stands out, or who do you want to bring up for whatever reason from the game against West Ham? I want to bring up Anthony Alanga because he's 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 frustrating me in that way where you know you see a real player in there. And they have moments like the goal where he he does have that that bit of class that is clearly a cut above what we've been used to in recent years. But then defensively, he just has these strange moments where he, he he's off the pace. And for a lad as fast as he is, it's like his body's moving quicker than his brain can actually uh, keep up with it at times. Because he's just kind of throwing himself about a bit and looks like he's he, he's just falling over. And defensively isn't really a problem uh, for for the opposition. So he's a bit of that. What is it? Too too good, too bad that they do a match that they mm, do. Devil, devil's he has advocate. Those moments it, me, both isn't he, he's he's paid to be more the other end. Would you say we picked on Brennan at all for defensively? I'm I'm, I'm only throwing that as devil's advocate. And also, Brennan had argue... the freedom of the city defensively. Well, yeah, because he was one of our own. But uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think there's there's times where it's getting past the last man and what the final bit is with him. But um, Dan, have you anything you want to pick up with the Langer or uh, question Kieran on the defensive abilities of young Anthony there? 
Um, no, I, I agree to an extent. It reminds me, not in terms of the style of the player, but it reminds me of the frustration I had with Marlon Harewood when he first burst onto the scene, Ooh. which he was rapid, and he would suddenly break into their half, break the offside trap with they're playing a high line, do all the stuff and then get near the goal and mess. So not for the defensive side, but just because there's so much, the high end is so good that you just want more of it, I think. Mm. I will come back before, I guess you're going to ask me about a player and I'm going to go to the other end of the field. But before you do... Comments around Morgan Gibbs-White. So again, I'm I'm on the same page, which is he, he should be playing. But it is interesting that Callum Hudson-Odoi is injured. If he wasn't injured, we've been playing Morgan Gibbs-White out on the right when we play the system we play, which isn't what he has traditionally done in his career. If you've actually got Callum Hudson-Odoi and you've got Alanga and you've got Tayo and you've got the three in midfield, where are you putting Morgan Gibbs-White? Or is are you having to drop someone? Uh, drop someone, are you? Yeah, and if it's not Morgan Gibbs-White, are you taking one out of the middle three? I don't think we're that attacking. When we're playing a back four, we want to have the three, uh, Sangari, Mangala and Dominguez. So suddenly you've got to try and fit four into three. And I'm not saying anyone deserves to be dropped. I'm almost saying we've got 12 players that we want to fit into a system. I'd argue that's Colin Hudson-Odoi's beef to get in now, isn't it? Because I say, and then give Cooper the problem because automatically you're thinking Morg's in the middle, but then like you're saying, do you get rid of Sangari? Do you get rid of Mangala? No, in the minute. Yeah, I you think know, you've got to base that on a, I think you've got to base that on a perfect though as well, where Callum hudson Adoy isn't injured. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. no, good point, re- realistically, he has a bit of a track record for carrying Knox and... Oh, now you, now you tell us. Thanks. Yeah. Hey mate, it's still a hell of a deal, but I, I, I think, I think he'll have to win the place off, uh, Gibbs White, yeah. and then we're actually talking what about what is potentially a nice problem to have, which is a highly competitive squad where players are actually battling it out for the shirt and again prove it on the pitch. Again, remember some of the things even near the end of that time in the championship. If you were telling me we're going to have to discuss. Will Callum Hudson or Doyle replace Morgan <laughs> Gibbs White? We are still living in quite a nice world. So, uh, Dan, who are you going to pick at the other end? Are you going to pick Marillo? Vlakadimos. Oh, the, the, the one who I keep I keep thinking everyone's saying Shakadimos. Uh, so for you of the 90s, I keep thinking his friend Pliers is going to turn up. Um, that'll mean nothing to anyone born after 2000. But well, on, it's the funny keeper. you say that. That was actually part of... So there's two things I wanted to raise. First of all... Um, I, I actually thought, Matt, if we hadn't have brought in another keeper and let's say we had uh, Horvath on the bench behind Turner or we had someone else, uh, Hennessy, for example, I don't think Turner would have been dropped necessarily. I don't think he got dropped because he was categorically bad. I think we've just, like any other position on the field now, we've got two keepers who are international standard and you don't get into the US national team easily at the, at the moment, at least anyway. There's a lot of good keepers around. So I kind of feel sorry for Matt Turner in some ways, but that's the nature of the game. I think it was a fair decision to give um, Odysseus, is that how you pronounce his first name, without that intonation probably, um, to give him his chance. And I have to say, in the first couple of games, he's done well to begin with. I think he's done very well. Um, I don't feel there's been any comment that he's been at fault for any of the goals, even from the corners. Like, no one's going to should come for that or whatever. Whereas even with Navas last year, who was, you know, a very, very good keeper internationally, there was still some kind of, oh, is he, who's best? Should we have him in goal? All of that kind of stuff. Would you want Henderson back, Samba? I kind of feel it's only two games, but I feel like uh, Blackadimos, if that's how I'm pronouncing it properly, is has done well. And I'm, I'm going to raise two points. One is, I trust to keep them more now when they wear a short sleeve shirt. 
<laughs> they just look more okay. like more the part. So confidence wise, coming for crosses, looking for balls, it makes me feel personally better. So could, Dan, know. could I just say that 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 started with Jorge Campos, who was very untrustworthy in the nineties. So it's yeah. good that we finally got there. Yeah, go on. But they were using more fabric in his short sleeves than they were in the modern day long <laughs> So true. it's probably the laws of physics are maintained. I think. Um, the other one was the point you made, which is why are people not singing "Tease me, tease me, tease me" when he gets the ball? And um, if if someone hasn't come up with a Shakademus and Pliers song with Black Ademus and another player whose name rhymes with Pliers by the end of this week, then I'm going to be sadly disappointed. So can if we... anyone's out there and can come up with a a song that involves both, then that would be great. We need to sign the former Chelsea fullback uh, Myers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he must be fifty, but it will just work for Vlakadimos and Myers. It's always yeah. Uh, no, he's. He, I thought Gil the same Dias. as you, Dan. Who? Could bring back Gil Dias. Well, yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh my god, some of the fucking players. Um, I just it just amuses me now, and I, I'm not I'm not laughing too much. But when you see Derby's results as well, and I keep thinking how irrelevant they are, it just really amuses me at the minute, and I'm enjoying it because it's been a lot of years of shit. Um, yeah, no, I thought the same as you, Dan. I, I keep because I felt for Turner. I thought, you know, it looked like he was. We were saying about him at the start of the season. How many of those are his fault? And then there was a couple. I think maybe on the group chat or on the pods where we'd gone. You know, there's a bit where he rushed out here, whatever you do, and that it's an awful position to keep, isn't it? It's like golf. You only need one bag thing, you know, ball in in into the into the rough, and your shots are flying down versus trying to get them back. You only one mistake. Um, and I agree with you. I think there has. Do we think there's been some pressure maybe to have the Greek national goalkeeper in a team owned by Maranakis? Oh, I don't know. I think, I I think Coops was restrained, actually, because there were there were moments before... He's that, a good keeper. The Brentford game might have warranted it. Um, well, Arsenal we, do it, don't they? We, Arsenal have done it with uh, Ramsdale and the other lads. So, you know, and they're doing all right. So, it's like Dan says, people will do it. Yeah, I agree. I think Brentford would have been enough for some people. Mm. Is what it is. Um let's park that uh, big West Hammy bus. Oh, uh, real real quick one, just because I don't always get you on, Dan. Uh, there was rumours before the Aston Villa game Steve Cooper was in trouble and then he won. Do you think he's in any more trouble or less trouble now? He's always in trouble, isn't he, really? Let's Whee! be honest. Cheeky always in trouble. As soon as someone else comes out available who wants the job, I'm sure, you know, people will be uh, looking for that to happen. I'm trying to be careful here so as not to get... You know, in trouble but yes um i i think there is a level of stability with steve cooper that is underappreciated yeah, there's a romance I, I... to it as well kieran you know romance hasn't been in football since nobby stars danced with that little trophy doesn't, in 66 doesn't stop me wanting it to be Oh, no, look, we all want it. I mean, uh, if, if you could sign a deal with the devil right now that was like Steve Cooper will be the forest manager until the day you die and it could go Europe, it could go non-league, it could go all over the shop, but you sign that deal now, I don't think I'd sign it, actually. <laughs> I don't know about you. I just like the man. I just like the man. Although there was talk about him with Simon Jordan about being the next England manager, which is uh, an interesting one. Uh, let's he's, keep... he's changed his tune over the course of one year. Yeah, no, Simon, he doesn't mind. Perennial, a... What was he? Perennial loser? Was that what he was calling yeah. him like, like just before we got promoted? Because he yeah. got to the playoffs three years in a row. He's got other targets to pick on now. He's forgotten about us. Um, Kieran, uh, coming up is Brighton and Hove Albion, uh, the plastic uh, bastards, as I like to call them. Uh, can I have a quick uh, pointless score prediction, please? 
Uh, I am going to go with a thoroughly ambitious two-all draw, just to steady the ship. I think before I do these now, what I should do, like when I do these brunch things on Saturdays for like drunk women, usually, I always say at the start, no one gives a fuck it's your birthday. Uh, so no one asks me for a shout out because no one does care that it's Tina or Joanne's birthday if you're having a night with your mates. Equally, Dan, no one gives a fuck what you really think. But can you tell us what you think would be the score against Forest and Brighton? I just think it adds a normality. Um, I was going to say 2-1 Forest, uh, oh. but haven't Bright- Brighton uh, unbeaten in... Uh, sorry. Without a win in six, is that right? Oh, four 0 Brian. Yeah, bit, that's exactly. They're a bit like us, though. They tend to do well against the big teams, and then they absolutely flop against the teams you expect them to beat. Yeah. Um. So maybe yeah, I think two was a reasonable score. Yeah, I'm gonna go for a one nil defeat. I don't know why. Um, now the uh, the lyric the limerick thing we asked for each time. There was always one uh, constant, just as much as Forest can always you know, let you down or uh, make you think the worst going to happen. The constant with this podcast has been the wonderful lyrical uh, abilities of Kapanosti and Function uh, with his input as well. So do you know what? Might not ask for these anymore. I might just say to this man, can you give us a nice lyric, a limerick, sorry, every week. So this is his from the weekend. I feel like I should play some music behind it. Christmas came early in the East End as Forrest forgot to defend. While Ward Prowse rained down fire, I think any Red fan would be a liar if they didn't think there were a few things to mend. I mean, these need putting in a book. So if anyone out there wants to uh, publish the uh, limericks of Capinosity and Function, uh, published by the uh, Forever Forest uh, books, please give us a shout. Um, I'm going to just end now with the... Uh, it's, it's so new that I, I literally tried to make this up while I was on the toilet. Oh, you're going to talk about the fancy league, Kieran. He's holding up his phone to me. Are you doing well in it? Where no, are you in the league? Not at all. I'm not doing well at all. But uh, I do. We haven't had a check-in for a little while. I'll tell you uh, what. Let's go on. Give me the top. Give me the top of the league, and then we'll do a proper check-in next week. Well, top of the league is macaroni and cheese. Uh, Josh Kane. He is on 762 points, mm-hmm. and that is a full. 232 points ahead of Trent End Red, Jay Mickle, who is bottom of the table, 164. I couldn't even tell you what I've done. I've forgotten about it. I did that. Th- I lasted longer than normal. It normally takes me about a week to forget about it. But we will be updating that. And as I say, we'll be trying to give away a prize, probably arriving from China. Um, so the game is called We're Not Nottingham Forest FC. And what we're going to do is I'm going to randomly select a team. Uh, or this uh, random generator. Uh, now, it's actually from Football Manager, so it lets you just pick a random club and uh, from any nation. So, Kieran, I'm going to give you three questions, and Dan, three questions. I can only answer yes or no, and let's see who can guess what team this is in world football. <laughs> but, do you know what I'll do? I'll be kind. I'll start by going with an English team. And if this has a few legs in it, I'll try and get some better ones for next time. Okay, Kieran, your question first. You can ask me any question. I can only answer yes or no. Uh, guess the team. Do they currently lie above Nottingham Forest in the uh, football league tables? For fuck's sake, Kieran. I I was thought to myself, I know most of the things, and then I'm going to have to just check. I think they do. Give me a second. Um, Yes. Okay. Oh, so that's also told you the league. Shit. Good question. Dan, your question. question. I know what I'm doing. Are Um, they based in London slash the greater London area? No. Kieran, second question. 
Uh, are they based in the northwest of England? No, Dan. Second question. Is it Aston Villa? No, Kieran. Last question. Uh, are they currently playing in Europe? No, Dan. Last question. Fuck. Um, is it Wolverhampton Wanderers? Dan's got it. Dan, you've got yourself. You've got yourself one point. Well done, though. That's absolutely wonderful. Right, I'm going to pick another nation now. I'm going to pick. Uh, where should I pick? I'm going to pick. Don't tell Germany. us. Don't tell us. Nah. Okay, no, right, all right. Well, it's not. It's not going to be Germany. Okay, here we go. Three questions each, and uh, let me just pick one of these. God, I don't know anything about these teams. Okay, uh, Kieran. <laughs> uh, no, Dan, you first. Come. I know stuff about their average age of their team, their best players, their transfer budget, their stadium, and what year they were founded, and what their badge looks like. Go on then, Dan. Question um, one: Do they play at home in blue? Yeah. Good. I'm going to take a swing. Is it Boca Juniors? No. What a game. <laughs> are, are they based in Europe? Yes. Kieran. Uh, oh, they do play in blue. I got it right. Are they in the Champions League? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, dear. Dan, is it is it Schalke 04? No, Kieran. Uh, I try and work out the country. Are they in the top division? Of did that? you just say? Did you just say I will try and work out the country? No, I wanted you guys to try and work out the country. Oh right, sorry. <laughs> Are they in the top division of their domestic leagues? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you give us a? I think we're at three each. Can you give us a clue or yeah, something? Yeah, I can. I can. They were founded in 1903. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Good. Um, um, hold on. Hold on. I can help you. Their head coach is Marco Baroni. Top league. Oh. And their best Ooh. player is called Ricardo Saponara. Don't you dare, Kieran. I can see you googling it. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're are we in Italy? Yes, Dan. Kieran, your question. Uh, you're, you're looking, Kieran. I can see you on your computer. I'm not. I'm not. I've never. You do the podcast say, on a computer. Right, It'd be so, weird if you didn't look, see me on the computer. Look, it's Syria, right? And I must say, I've never fucking heard of this team. But apparently, they won Syria in 1984. Oh well, it's obviously Hellas Verona then. Oh, you looked it up, you little shit. <laughs> Now their badge is yellow and blue. Right, we've got two and a two and a half minutes left. So I'm going to pick one more team, just really random because I'm enjoying this far too much, just because of the absolute randomness of it. Uh, Close my browser. Close the browser. You you better have done. Right. Okay. So we are going to go with. I know. I know. Fuck all. This is the thing. I know nothing about the teams. Uh, Your question first, then, Kieran. Um, Off you go. Uh, Are they playing in the northern hemisphere? Yeah. Yeah. Are they playing? Are they playing in the Western Hemisphere? Yes. Uh, do they play in a major European league? No. That narrows it down there. Do they play in a minor European league? No. <laughs> the L. Right. So, the, so Northern 
Western Two minutes hemisphere. left. Not in a not West, in the western, So the the Western Hemisphere is anything west of Greenwich, right? So yeah, yeah, it's in the Western Hemisphere. But it's no. not Europe. No. Right. Okay. Kieran. Go on. It's easy. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty lost by that. If it's Western oh. Hemisphere, Europe. One minute thirty left. Go on, Dan. Um, do they play in red? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, judging by their badge, no. <laughs> Hold on, I'm just Will... going to find their kit. I'm going to find their kit. Hold on. Do they play in red? Yes. Yes, they do. I'm going to I'm gonna swing on the next one, but Kieran, go, go on. Go on, Kieran. Find the league. I've, I've got a league in mind. I don't understand if they're not... I'm, do I'm they very play... What? You don't do think there's play... anything west of England? What, are they playing in Iceland? I don't understand. What, America? Yes! Yes. Right, okay, so the MLS. <laughs> right, that's oh, your go. Down, swing. Is it Atlanta United? No, down. Is it St. Louis FC? No, Kieran. Um, Quick. Who the hell plays in red in the USA? Uh, Chicago Fire. No, down. Toronto. No, Kieran. Uh, I, I don't know, mate. I'm out. Tell Dan. me who. Uh, uh, Dallas. No, they've got David Blitzer and Ryan Smith playing for them. New England Revolution. No, it's Rail Salt Lake. Oh my God, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for joining us. You, Red. Hey!